The state cut off enhanced unemployment benefits flowing into New Hampshire from the federal government at the end of last week, months ahead of their September expiration date. While there are thousands of jobs open across the state, finding a job that's the right fit is not always easy, especially for parents with kids. Childcare has been an enduring issue during the pandemic, one that has fallen mostly on women. That's the case for Sherry Pratt, one of the Granite States, one of the Granite Staters, I should say, in our new series, Overtime, which examines how six New Hampshire women are handling the transition out of what has been a very difficult year. And HBR's Ellie Pham has her story in Belmont. The first task in Sherry Pratt's day is to get her 18-year-old daughter, Maya, ready for the school bus at 7.30 a.m. Some mornings are easier than others. Sometimes she's a whirling dervish. You know, she needs help toileting. She can't make her own food. Um, She can't, you know, take care of her dishes or wash her own dishes. And, you know, language is a barrier. Maya is autistic and has developmental and cognitive delays. But Pratt's not one for labels, so instead, she affectionately calls Maya a special kiddo. Once Maya's on the bus and Pratt's 19-year-old son is off to work, Pratt takes some time for herself. She sits on her front porch. With the dog and my cup of coffee. Yeah. And listen to the birds, you know, for half an hour. And I try to relax and take deep breaths. And my lilacs are blooming right now, and it smells incredible. Earlier in the pandemic, when Maya's special needs school was closed, time like this was hard to come by. I became Maya's teacher, physical therapist, occupational therapist, speech therapist, gym teacher, everything. And that's what I've been. Pratt lost her job in marketing just before the pandemic hit, and it became pretty clear pretty quickly that getting back to work with Maya home was completely out of the question. The past few months, she started seriously job searching again, every day, right after she comes inside from her sacred time on the porch. I probably spend a couple hours through Indeed, LinkedIn, researching the companies, looking for companies that I might want to work for, Mm -hmm. that I think might have remote work um, or are in my field, and I'll make a list. You know, and of course, through all that, if Bailey's crawling around, I got to redirect her. Um, But after that couple hours, I'll take her outside to swing for another half hour. And then I come in again and I apply. Right. That's Pratt's granddaughter, Bailey, calling for her attention. She's the reason the TV is on in the background. Even though Maya's at school, Pratt's not alone. She's caring for the eight-month-old while her oldest daughter, Bailey's mother, is at work. Right now, it's pretty much full-time because if I did not, my daughter would also be unemployed. So because, you know, A, how do you leave an infant in a daycare during a pandemic if there was room, if my daughter could afford it? As Pratt searches for jobs, she comes across several barriers. Few jobs in her field, her lack of a college degree, her age, 47. But the biggest one has been childcare. It's a wage issue as well for people. How can you pay for daycare and get paid 12 to $15 an hour and have enough left over? It costs around $13,000 a year for an infant to get a spot at a licensed daycare center in New Hampshire. That's according to data from Child Care Aware of America. Around 40% of children under school age who need that care can't get it because there are not enough spots, according to a recent report by the National Center on Children in Poverty and a consultant, eConsult Solutions. 
And even though the pandemic made work arrangements more flexible, many of them aren't flexible enough to allow Pratt to meet her childcare needs or don't pay enough to make care affordable, leaving her, like many parents in the state, in a catch-22, a childcare crunch. Pratt's old job was really flexible, allowing her to be back home when Maya got off the bus at 2 p.m. It's 2.06 now, and a red van has just arrived. Hi. She is not in a good mood. Oh, okay. She didn't like what they had for lunch, and she's hungry. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's go eat. Thank you. Maya heads inside, unstraps her backpack, and sits down at the kitchen table. All right. Did you have a good day? All right. You want to do your shoes? Pratt has a stipend from a local agency to help her find care for Maya for this time Maya is not at school. But it's only $15 per hour for 10 hours a week, and the agency hasn't found anyone yet. For me to find care for Maya is even harder than people finding regular care because she's, you know, a special kiddo and she has some special challenges and I would I'd have to pay north of 15 an hour. And while Pratt was able to collect her unemployment benefits this week, with the federal benefits cut, she's not sure how much longer that check will be coming in. Her husband is already working overtime at his warehouse job. In her old job, Pratt took home around $600 a week. Like the whole pandemic, I'm like, how am I going to replace that $600? How am I going to replace that $600? That's been my thing. Whereas my husband's like, you're not going to replace the $600. It's gone. You need to move on and we'll be okay to figure out what the next step is. And in fact, the childcare crunch has given Pratt an idea to start her own small daycare center in her home. I am becoming an empty nester outside of Maya. And I miss that caregiving role in a sense of the baby babies. And I was like, yeah, I could do this again. This is making my heart happy. She thinks she might be able to tap into the demand for smaller, more flexible facilities, which has grown during the pandemic. And I know that I'm hearing other parents saying I can't find anybody or can't afford anybody that I can find. But it means a lot of letting go. Pratt loved her old job and being a working professional. Yeah, it was a part of who I was. People looked to me as that professional. If they had a question on layout and design or printing or marketing, there are some friends and acquaintances that I've dropped off with because they can't understand. You know, they've been able to work throughout the whole pandemic and they can't understand why I just can't get back to it. And it's almost like we're living different lives now. But Pratt's ready to take the reins back from the pandemic and move forward, even if it's not the path she once thought she'd take. Allie Pham, NHPR News.